0: But right now we have our medical expert joining us now, Dr. John. Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Hey, good morning, guys. I'm doing great. The uh, COVID uh, pandemic is over and the hurricanes are coming, huh? Uh, That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. So uh, Joe Biden told me the pandemic was over. That was good news. Uh, Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, It it was good news for everybody except those who are investing in Pfizer and Merck and Johnson & Johnson and Novavax and those who want to control our lives and keep us on our toes by forcing uh, masks, still with vaccine mandates, still punishing kids with COVID in school, still punishing people who test positive for COVID when they have the uh, audacity to actually go into a hospital locally. And, you you know, you go in there with an ingrown toenail and you get swabbed for COVID. Uh, and then you're put in isolation and, and treated against your will. No, there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID in this in the states, Bill, never mind the country, that people need to, to keep their eyes and ears open about.
0: OK, but uh, for most of us, if we get it, it's going to be, you know, like a cold, not even as bad as most flus.
1: Oh, amen, brother. I tell you what, COVID, I'm looking right now at my microbi- microbiology textbook from 1984. That shows how old I am, guys. And um, it really shows... We had coronavirus back then. We've had coronavirus uh, forever, frankly. I mean, it's, it's, it's a virus that did mutate uh, in the labs in, in Wuhan, China. We know what happened there. It changed our world. But now we're back to the variants that we were dealing with in the 1980s and before that. It's a cold. And anyone who's swabbing children or isolating children, the school board up here, you heard earlier one of the callers called in, you know, talking about isolating kids who test positive. Stop testing positive kids for COVID. The pediatricians and others who are doing it have no business shoving swabs up kids' nose. And I recommend everybody throw those test kits away. This is a nasty cold. It's going to be around forever because it's been around forever. And so has influenza. So has rhinovirus, echovirus, respiratory syncytial virus. All these things have been around. They're not going away, guys. So kids who are sick need to, you know, stay home, get to rest. I'm seeing a lot of them right now, by the way. A lot of fluids. Keep them hydrated. And there's good over-the-counter cold measures. And then every so often a kid needs a little bit of steroids or maybe even antibiotic if things go on. And, by the way, let me tell you this real quick. Ivermectin, <laughs> did another research on that this weekend. It's what's called a macrolide. It's in the same class as a ZPAC. Everyone knows about those z Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. antiviral properties. We give Zithromax for, for coronavirus not because of a bacterial infection. It's not. It's a, you know, they say don't give antibiotics for viral infections. We gave it for this particular infection because of its antiviral properties. Two types of antibiotics, doxycycline and uh, azithromycin, z have antiviral properties as well as anti-inflammatory properties. And guess what? So does ivermectin, proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. So all of us, all those folks who were naysayers about that, it's uh, still good for, for a lot of viral infections, including uh, shingles and others. So I can go on and on about that. But, but it's, been hey, around,
0: it's been around so long. It's been tested, uh, so it's a good drug, but uh, can't make any money off of it because it's been around so long.
1: No, you can't get make money off it, but you sure <laughs> as heck can get in trouble if you're a doctor prescribing it. It still happens in some states in this country. We're still getting disciplined, we doctors. And in the hospital setting, you still can't get in. And other doctors in, who work for hospitals are still not allowed to prescribe it. So we have issues still. I I tell you what, all this is going to be addressed at a big summit on October 22nd. I'd love to talk about but But, you know, the bottom line is they still want to control our lives. And every time there's a a chance to do that, they will. They'll capitalize on that. And uh, as long as I see children with masks on or doctors walking down empty hallways with masks on, or in the parking lot, I know we've got a problem uh, in the healthcare profession.
0: Well, what, what about these long-term long haulers, they're called, that have symptoms that seem to linger and linger on? Is there? Do you recommend any kind of treatment for that? I feel like uh, in some ways I might even fall into that category as far as fatigue and stuff.
1: You know, you hit a nail. That's a really sensitive topic right now because, yes, we're seeing a lot of folks coming in with chronic fatigue, with neurological complaints. Um, and pain and and, and other symptoms, tremors, um, that seem to correlate with the time that they had their COVID. We're also seeing a whole lot of people who've had similar symptoms correlating with when they got these so-called vaccines, which, again, you all know, reproduce the COVID by creating, at least this is what the Pfizer, the Moderna, and J&J, mass-producing quantities of the spike protein, so basically mimicking sometimes to a more extreme degree COVID illness. So yeah, we're, we're having some luck with folks like this with the same kind of stuff that we use to treat acute COVID, except let's say prednisone. For example, you, when you're dealing with the immune system, sometimes you need to give a longer course of steroids. I know people shy away from steroids for very good reasons, but when you have a, a, a longer drawn out illness, you may need instead of a typical five-day course of steroids, you may need a 21-day or 30-day course where you taper down, just like we do with people with a condition called polymyalgia, rheumatic, or rheumatism the old term. So, you know, every so often you kind of squelch your body's immune system just a bit to get rid of the memory of whatever triggered this. And in a lot of people's cases, the COVID, there's other viral infections that have done the same thing in the history of time and other vaccines, by the way, that have done the same thing, causing these serious disruption to the nervous system. One of them was Gardasil, which I can get into, but that's, that's a messy one, how, how, which I avoid completely.
0: How much do we need to pay attention to monkeypox?
1: Not at all, my like guy. You know, like I said last week, it's it's a, it's a disease that was basically fabricated in terms of the publicity. It's a real disease, but in terms of being a real threat to you, me, or Greg, from what I know of you guys. <laughs> I don't know you that well, really. <laughs> from what I infer from listening to you, um, you know, it really is a disease in that, in that gay population, men who have sex with men. I said that last week. I can't say it enough. The STD epidemic originates there completely, whether you're talking about syphilis, hepatitis A, monkey pox, HIV. It originates in that population. Unfortunately, the society, oh, my gosh, what I see every day in these young doctors coming out of training about what they are supposed to accept in the way of sexual behavior and even encouraging in kids as young as 13 and 14 uh, experimentation. It is really beyond the pale, folks. And so what, do you, what does it come down to? Who can you trust in medicine anymore? You know, you really have to know what values. You have to judge a tree by its fruit. You have to know where the doctor, the nurse, the hospital system, where are they coming from when you entrust your lives and your health care and the health care of your loved ones to them. That's a huge crisis in medicine right now.
0: There's been there's been major hospitals that, that will do double mastectomies on young girls uh, and, and and been doing them, been doing these procedures uh, because they want to change their gender, but they're minors. I mean, shall do no harm? Where does, where uh, you know, the Hippocratic Oath come in?
1: Now, the Hippocratic Oath, natural law, um, and just the idea that there are actually psychiatric conditions and um, a, a sociological conditions, which are these children are making these decisions because of disruption and chaos and blatant evil in their homes and in their childhood there many have suffered from sexual trauma in early childhood, many have suffered from neglect and other forms of abuse. So no, I see it every day in my office, guys. I mean I'll see a lady or a man in his forties, in their fifties, and I and I find out things from when they were six, seven years old that they'd be kept in there and it's causing disease after disease and bad decision after bad decision. Which is why I love being a family doctor, by the way, and that's why all the students that come here, I tell them, there's nothing like a doctor who understands what happened in the family for generations. Never mind just, the, you know, sometimes even just the parents. It goes back. So, so these decisions that these children are making are based on the culture and things that have happened to them in their own childhood. We need to really stop. Just naming children, and again, we're going to be discussing that at the summit on COVID on October 22nd. Go to Eventbrite, look it up. Florida Summit on COVID.
0: And as we get closer, we'll have you on again to uh, to remind folks of that. Doctor John, always a pleasure, my friend. Now, uh, stay safe with this uh, Hurricane e, uh, 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 Ian coming our way. <laughs>
1: I got everyone be charitable at the gas tank and in the grocery stores. People still need to drink water and they need to drive places. Don't fill up all those things when all you need to do is fill up your car.
0: There you go. There you go. Great advice. Dr. John, appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?